0: From 6 to 10, the zone from farm to
1: fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Well, this weather shouldn't be too difficult to handle on this a Tuesday morning. And welcome in, everybody. Farm Director Pam Yonke, glad you're joining us. Uh, we do have a lot to cover today. We've got the latest crop progress report. A lot of Wisconsin farmers busy, busy, busy over the past seven days' time. We want to introduce you to another of the finalists for Alice and Dairy. Land. remember that announcement coming up this weekend, John Heinberg market advisor with total farm marketing is feeling better this week. He'll be joining us as well. Uh, lots to get to weather wise. Like I said, this forecast, not too tough to handle, probably a few more clouds today than yesterday. Daytime highs around 67 tomorrow, actually tonight into tomorrow. That's when we start to see the possibility of rain in the forecast, probably not a lot, but still encouraging you rainfall reporters. Get ready to let me know. Remember, Talk, text, rainfall report if you want to be a part of our rural mutual weather station giveaway, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Tomorrow, Wednesday, do have a possibility of showers, but they should be done by lunchtime. Wednesday's highs around 66 degrees
2: your
3: soil is your farm's greatest asset every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement the midwestern bioag way optimizes yields soil fertility and sustainability nurturing your greatest asset midwestern bioag offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season all the while building healthy soil for the future to learn what a midwestern bioag program can do for you visit midwesternbioag.com. midwestern bioag better farming through better soil
2: As I walk out in my yard, I sure wish it was greener, but the grass is greening up around Wisconsin. Bob Osel here at the Northern end of the world's longest barn. And how often do we fertilize our lawns? How much do we put on? What do we put on? All questions that the turf exports, uh, all questions that the turf experts around Wisconsin can answer. And Pam, you got some of those answers recently.
0: Sure did, Bob. Fabulous farm me. Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. His name is Doug Soldat. He's one of our university extension turf grass specialists. You know, uh, just down the road from the radio barn right here, there is a state-of-the-art turf grass research facility that uh, Doug and his fellow researchers use to try to find out what's next. For turf in Wisconsin, what diseases, what uh, insects we can battle against. I sat down and talked with Doug Soldat Now asked him to give us just kind of a quick refresher course on some of the things we need to think about when it comes to managing our grass this year, including trouble spots that may have been challenged by the winter or might have been challenged by your pets last year
4: yeah two two good options for this so like if you have dog kill spots real real common size of a dinner plate or larger I like to totally renovate those so scrape away all the dead brown tissue Mm -hmm. um, loosen the soil it's good if you can bring in some new soil put your sprinkle your seeds down I like perennial ryegrass for that and then cover it with a a straw or a paper mulch, step on it, get good seed to soil contact, and that should be ready to go in a couple weeks.
0: Am I correct if I'm starting, whether it's the winter kill patch, or whether I'm starting something new, I've always heard that water, 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 making sure that there's plenty of water available to get that germ started and then just coax it along.
4: Yeah, exactly, and that's why this is a good time to do it, because we usually don't have the drought yet, there's usually enough moisture in the soil, there's not a lot of evaporation, So the other way, uh, if you're going to do a large scale renovation is use a slit seeder. So that is a machine that'll cut slits, uh, in the, in the, in the soil, you drop your seed in and then, uh, the grass will start springing up.
0: Is there anything like autotoxicity with uh, grass? I mean, that's something, for example, alfalfa and that type of thing we've got to watch. Uh, is there any concerns about that previous thatch suffocating out any new blades?
4: Yeah, you. what you want to, if you're going to reseed an area and there's some existing vegetation, the best thing to do is kill it off mm-hmm. first and then... Uh, And wait for it to really get soft and dead. The other thing you can do is seed into existing stuff that maybe you don't want to kill is just set your mower to the absolute lowest setting. And and just, we call that scalping it. So just scalp it down and then slit seed into it.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Doug Soldat. He's one of our university extension turfgrass specialists. And believe you me, maybe we should give people a little update on what's going on with turfgrass. You guys are quite the dream team when it comes to turf grass research in the upper midwest i mean we think of turf grass research uh, farther south the golf courses etc but you guys got a pretty good thing going here for wisconsin too don't you
4: yeah we, we really do we have a really supportive turf grass industry uh the university has historically supported the program we got one of the best research facilities in the midwest in the oj north turf grass research facility in verona
0: Let's talk a little bit about how the industry has been ebbing and flowing. You know, every time you turn around, you see new residential uh, homesteads, uh, neighborhoods being built, you know, at a time when labor is still tight. What about supply shortages, supply chain issues for you guys? Tell me a little bit about what you're hearing from the
4: industry. Oh, it is crazy. The pandemic, all this work from home stuff people started paying attention to their lawns. You couldn't buy lawnmowers, all that stuff was sold out, and then all the seed got bought up, and so the supply chain issues were, and continue to be, a challenge. So it's hard to find seed these days, and sometimes even hard to find equipment. So it's really boomed, it's really taken off. And people are golfing, you know, and it's like the golf memberships are up, so there's it's, there's a ton of more interest in in turf grass these days. It's that's fun.
0: all right. That's excellent. You know, okay. So let me talk then about let's say I'm going to uh, do something special with my lawn, add more lawn, something like that. You mentioned the seed situation. One thing I don't pe- I don't know if people realize they might want to pay attention to that bag of seed. Wisconsin has a unique growing climate. That not all seed bags have been packed for. Can you give us a primer, Doug, on what we need to think about when we're trying to select that seed to maybe get a new patch growing?
4: Yeah, that's a that's a really good consideration. So the the you cheapest is usually kind of scary. So you you might look at some of these prices five, six, seven dollars a pound and say, that's a lot of money. I can buy this stuff for two dollars a pound. Chances are the cheaper stuff might be varieties like annual. Ryegrass. You don't want that. It's gonna die. Um le- the best grasses for most Wisconsin lawns will be a combination of Kentucky bluegrass and fine fescues. Um, tall fescue is another one that we're seeing in mixtures. Uh it can be good if it's a hundred percent tall fescue, but I wouldn't buy it to patch grass with, and I wouldn't buy it if it's only if it's less than 80%. So um Fine fescue is chewings fescue, red fescue, sheep's fescue, hard fescue. I really like those. And then one final tip here, when you're looking at the, flip it over, look at the fine print, and it'll tell you the variety. So say the species, and then you look for a named variety. If it says VNS, that means a variety not stated, that means you're getting bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. So pay a little bit more, look for those fine fescues and Kentucky bluegrasses for best Wisconsin lawn.
0: Well, it's going to it'll make a difference. It'll definitely make a difference. Good. Now let's talk also about something we have a tendency to do in the spring of the year. I want to get it started now, Doug. I want it to look beautiful now. Bring on the fertilizer. Tell me a little bit about how you caution people, especially with the erratic weather that Wisconsin's been seeing lately, between the temperatures and the unknown amount of rain that can be coming through. How do you how do you Coach them up on fertilizer.
4: Yeah, so this one's a little bit hard for people to swallow because the best time to think about fertilizing your lawn is when you're thinking about winter coming in fall. And so uh, if you're going to fertilize one time a year, you should do it around Labor Day. And that provides fertility through the fall and enough to kick you into gear the next spring. But most people think, well, yeah, we get excited in the spring. That's when we want to get, but right now the only thing that I would be thinking about here in in late April, early May is crabgrass prevention. If you got a history with crabgrass, I really like to prevent that stuff because it it, it, yeah. it it creates bare soil, all kinds of problems. So that timing is now when the forsythia bushes are in full bloom. Um, you really don't want to think about your first fertilizer application until Memorial Day. So if you look, when the grass starts to green up everywhere, even areas that don't get fertilized, it's bright green, and it'll it'll retain that greenness into usually about mid-May, and that's when you start to lose that green color from the early spring. That's when you want to think about fertilizing.
0: I get a little concerned, though, when I see uh, some folks that are very zealous about that fertilizer, and they might be out there with a push spreader, or maybe we're going to just free pour. We're going to just take a handful and sling it around. You know, I try to remind them that anything that gets washed off or isn't used ends up ultimately in our storm sewer system. That turns into algae blooms, just like where you point the finger at farmers. Have you ever done like a comparison or try to help them understand the the rate of fertilizer they may put on their lawn, Doug, versus the fertilizer that a farmer puts on strategically on fields?
4: Yeah, it turns out that the rates are, if you follow university recommendations for a lawn, the amount of nitrogen you put down is in the ballpark with what a farmer might do for corn. And so just like a, a farmer is paying attention to the weather and the, and, and the timings, that you want to do that as a homeowner too. And so um, university recommendations are two to three fertilizer applications per year, and we call it the holiday schedule. So Memorial Day, Labor Day, uh, and Fourth of July. And if you're going to skip one, Fourth of July is probably one that you can you can leave behind if everything's looking good or if everything's brown. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that, too, I'm sure, as the year unfolds. So I'm
0: back to what we're living with now, cold, wet. Does that set us up for any diseases, Doug? Are there any weaknesses that you want people to kind of keep an eye on? Uh, If we're putting these plants under this kind of stress, and now it's Wisconsin, so by the next time I see you, we could be still in the front part of May and suddenly 80 degrees, but given this cold, wet business, do you have any concerns about, uh,
4: you know, uh, disease-related
0: issues that could develop.
4: Yeah, there's a few cold-season diseases that, but not nothing that really warrants treatment. So, some one really weird one is called red thread, where you see these like r- red threads coming right out of the leaf, and it looks like the weirdest stuff you've ever seen. um Just wait; with temperatures become warmer, things dry out. You'll mow it off, and it'll go away. So that's one of the beauties. Like if you get a disease on a, you know, a tree or a bush, those leaves aren't regenerated but with a lawn it's constantly growing new leaves and so a lot of the diseases are all the diseases that we get on lawns the solution is usually just proper care and time and it'll it'll grow out of it
0: okay you're going to send settle a domestic discussion that i have about mowing yeah. you know okay so there's a philosophy of wait let it grow get a little longer Um, I might buy that for the first round in my yard and then I get anxious and I want it to look nice and I have a tendency to want that blade to be dropped down a little bit. Settle it for me, Doug, what are the guidelines when it comes to starting, you you know, once you start, then you don't stop. Tell me about cutting my lawn and what I have to think about.
4: Yeah. The, one of the most important rules we have in, in turf grass management is called the one third rule. And it says, uh, don't remove more than one third of the tissue at any one time. So if you're mowing your lawn at two inches, that means you can allow it to grow up to three inches before you hit it back. Um, As general guidelines, we like to see lawns mown above two and a half inches. after you, you you can certainly some mowers go up to like four inches these days um, the higher you go the more root depth you get it's generally better and you get fewer weeds but some people and maybe like you just don't want a four inch lawn you yeah. want something a little shorter but so i'm going to say go down to two and a half inches follow the one third rule and you'll have a of a good healthy lawn
0: all right that's all right that's what we're looking forward to doug soldat in studio with us he's a university extension turfgrass specialist like i said wisconsin's got a dream team of those researchers right there at the oj nor turfgrass facility on the west side of madison we'll be talking with them through the growing season to give you more tips on how you can take care of that long from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm farm director pam yonke
1: this is the midwest farm report with pam
0: yonke
5: You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft-closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. Actuatellc.com, design, create, actuate.
6: Gear up for spring planting with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got the tools and supplies you need, whatever your project is. Whether you're a full-time farmer or just need to mend some fence, Red Brand has the fence product for you, like 48-inch by 100-foot 12 and a half gauge horse fence, now $20 off. Save an additional $75 on a 6-foot by 9-foot arched gate when you buy eight 12-foot utility corral panels from Balin. Stock up and save on size all baler twine. Choose from 7,200, 9,000, or 16,000 foot rolls, now $3 off. On. Save $150 on a 60 inch flex hitch rotary mower from King Cutter. And while you're at Farm and Fleet, check out these Gordon Weed and Feed products. Like Gordon's Liquid Weed and Feed, two and a half gallons, just $54.99. And keep pastures weed free with Gordon's Amine 402 two 4D herbicide, two and a half gallons priced at $47.99. For superior products, trust the experts at Blaine's Farm & Fleet.
4: We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies & Sons Modeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business, offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results visit WEDaviesRemodeling.com.
1: You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report, with Pam Youngke. Boy, oh
0: boy, and a lot of tractors been rolling, rolling, rolling. We're talking more about that with our Crop Progress Report and with John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, coming up. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. I thought it was interesting. In the Crop Progress Report, there were some actual reporters in southern Wisconsin said they've never seen so many acres go in so fast. And that was thanks in large part to the dry. Yeah, it might have been excessively hot, but that weather really helped us out. Now we're starting to make a little bit of a pivot, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of progress, like you say, but the temperatures we have, that little scare, are going to get a bit cooler. I don't think in the southern part of Wisconsin we have a whole lot to be worried about. You head further north, probably up toward Highway 29 or a bit further north, north of Wausau, that area. Uh, There could very well be some temperatures down in the low 30s or so here before we uh, make our way through the end of this week or start toward the weekend. Temperatures are up and down a little cooler today than yesterday and even cooler Wednesday than warming up Thursday but it has to do with some rain chances too. low pressure is out around northern Nebraska this morning and there is some rainfall extending from far southwest and south central Minnesota and in northern Iowa back into eastern Nebraska North Dakota that low is going to pass off to our south and will most likely mean rain developing tonight lasting into Wednesday and I'd say in this southern half or even third of Wisconsin we may talk rain amounts in a quarter to three-quarter inch range. A thunderstorm Wednesday could push some areas over an inch, so there's going to be some moisture as we head to midweek. With clouds and rain, we stay a little cooler Wednesday. A big warm-up Thursday, right ahead of yet another low-pressure system and some rain chance Thursday night into Friday. We'll check forecast
6: details right after this. Sick calves got you down? Draining your profits, time, and motivation? Get your calf up and moving now with BioVet's new Baselight Calf Electrolyte. Baselight contains balanced electrolytes for restoring and maintaining proper fluid levels in scouring calves. It's easy to mix, palatable, and calves are eager to drink it down to the last drop. Stop feeling down. Pick up the phone and order BioVet's Light. Call 1-800-BioVet 1 800 BioVet 1. 1 800 B I O V E T 1.
5: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Wisconsinites love local. Uh, We love buying local. We love knowing who we're buying from. Uh, And that's what we were able to offer to them. We keep hearing, I've really thought about solar for a long time.
7: I'm finally able to do it because I've got a local person that I can trust. The more you know about solar,
5: the better. But I think the most important thing is knowing who to work with.
7: And that's us.
3: Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with
6: Olson Solar Energy.
0: All righty, buddy, let's have that forecast.
2: All right. Well, mostly sunny skies today and a little east breeze doesn't sound all that bad. Very upper 60s. I think we'll see a 70 here or there and those east winds about five. But the clouds roll in and showers become that possibility already toward evening in western wisconsin lacrosse a little later in the night mawson and then in the early morning hours further east we hold in the upper 40s with the southeast and east wind about 5 to 15. then there's wednesday of course with cloudy skies showers even a thunderstorm in the morning i'd expect some rain amounts in the quarter to three-quarter inch range tomorrow's high mid-60s with those east winds at 5 to 15. And we brighten it up, mostly sunny, suddenly warm again Thursday, upper 70s. West winds at 5 to 10. But Thursday night into Friday, another round of some rain, Pam, could be another half inch or more here to wrap up the week and cool those temperatures heading right into the weekend.
0: Yeah, I was going to say most of next week looks like we're probably in the 60s. Is that what I'm seeing?
2: Yeah, I see some low to mid 60s. Our weekend could actually hold just in the upper 50s. So Hmm. it's going to be cooler. Sunshine or clouds? A mix. A uh, huh. little better chance for some sun with it. I think that'll feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. All right, we'll give you enough time to think it over. Talk to you again tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll shake some more dice. <laughs>
0: Sounds good. See you later. See you. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist with your weather details, uh, be it uh, Voodoo Doll or the Dice, as he pointed out. Don't forget, we'd we would love to have your rainfall reports when that rain shows up. The talk text line, 877 877- 301-FARM 877-301-3276 This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke
3: If squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of brake best select or import direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Shelly, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, more than helpful in explaining repairs in terms I understand and making an appointment that works with my schedule. Thanks, Shelly. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com.
3: We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's
1: Auto Center. we the getter get getter done to get you going, guys.
6: Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
8: Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsalkprairie.com.
9: help grant wishes with Bergstrom Automotive and Make-A-Wish Wisconsin this Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. When you make a $15 or more donation, Bergstrom Automotive will give you a $29.95 discount on your oil change. Stop by anytime. No appointment needed. Plus, take a test drive and Bergstrom will donate an additional $5 to help make wishes come true for local kids battling critical illnesses. Visit a Bergstrom Automotive Dealership near you and brighten a child's day with Make a Wish Wisconsin this Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Make a $15 or more donation, and Bergstrom Automotive will give you a $29.95 discount on your oil change and a $5 donation for a test drive.
7: Tom Spitz, and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We are happy to introduce our newest
4: Vice President of Commercial Lending, John Schroeder. I'm excited to be part of the Settlers Bank team, and I look forward to building relationships and providing credit solutions to businesses throughout Dane County. To contact John, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know.
5: Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
4: You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think.
10: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econimwalk. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise Habit. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
4: Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move.
7: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving.
1: Mad City moving. You haven't seen movies!
11: Let's ride bikes! 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 bikes. Having your bicycle serviced at the shop is a real hassle. I'm Andy Q, owner of The Bike Mobile. For the past 25 years, I've watched people wrestle with their bikes in shop parking lots. I knew there had to be an easier way, so I started The Bike Mobile. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com. And let's ride bikes!
12: All right, so the NFL released their schedule. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, my God, prime time for the Green Bay Packers. Ben, I know you took a peek at this because there are some prime time. New Year's Day, Christmas Day. In fact, there's a, a triple header on Christmas Day.
7: I hope you don't have, any fl-
12: <laughs> don't have any plans. I hope you don't plan on go back to Philadelphia anytime soon, Benjamin. No, but the Packers, uh, check this out on Christmas Day. Packers in... In Muimo, Miami, Miami, a nooner against the Dolphins. And then later on, the Broncos at Rams, and then the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Uh, also, Packers taking on, on New Year's Day, like I was talking about. Uh, how many prime, did you guys go over this yesterday? They have a lot of primetime games, the Green Bay Packers. It was primetime Rodgers this year. Um, I don't know. What, I mean, Rowdy, you ran the board last Christmas for the Packers. What was that like for you?
7: Well, it was basically we really me, Ben a little taste. Yeah, it was basically me watching the game, <laughs> <laughs> watching the game uh, the second half here, and it was where obviously they were playing the Cleveland Browns, yeah. and thankfully they held on long enough, and Baker Mayfield was turned the ball over.
12: Well, he was just coming off COVID, COVID survivor. But other Baker than that, Mayfield.
7: yeah, it was basically um, straightforward. Right.
12: So yeah, real quick, uh, let's see. The Packers are going to start the season at US Bank Stadium against the Vikings. Then they come home a week later. At Chicago or against Chicago Bears coming to Lambeau Sunday Night Football, the 17th straight season the two teams will meet at least once in primetime. The Bears are going to be so bad that's going to be Ben. You and I were here for a, a Bears primetime time fo- uh, Sunday Night Football game. That was, that was the the debacle of special teams. One of the funniest, craziest games that everything I've ever seen. I missed teams-wise.
7: a minute and a half. Ho- <clears throat> and a half walking to my car to drive in right before halftime. Yeah. And the Bears scored two special teams touchdowns in that time.
12: Yeah. And it's that's great. the night where I blew up the air mattress and slept in my office because I had to, I was here till, what time did we get it? Midnight? i was just going to sleep in my office. Legend. So they open with Minnesota. Ben tried to cut up and he said, no, get on here.
7: They open at, at Minnesota, I September 11th for my birthday. Do you think Scott will be able to scrounge up some tickets for him?
12: I hope so because Scott's birthday, by the way, uh, Ben, Scott, our music trivia guys, birthday is next Wednesday. If you can if come across any prizes, he asked us if we could send it to him. So just just be on the lookout. And Rowdy's birthday is that game. Uh, September eleventh. Rowdy's birthday. So there's a little birthday. I'll
7: be I'll be waiting for those tickets in the mail.
12: Yeah. <laughs> uh, next uh, week brings up some musty matchup against playoff teams from last year. A marquee game week three. The Packers travel to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers the Battle of the Bays. Now, last time the Packers were in Tampa Bay, Rowdy, it didn't, it didn't bode well for the Green Bay Packers, if I remember correctly. Aaron Rodgers rushed into the end zone for the first score, uh, put on the belt. Oh, actually, he, he, they thought it was a touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was called, called back. back. Well, it was what? Well, uh, yeah, it was called back, and then they scored. But then they got their asses absolutely kicked, the Packers. Yeah. For the Battle of the Bays while uh, they're in Tampa. And then the Packers return home, and they'll have Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Matt Jones. That'll be a nice little lot of East Coast flavor. Yep. And then obviously week five, the Packers going to New York to take on or going to London London to take on the New York Giants. Excuse me. And then usually there'd be a bye week following the international game. But guess what? The Packers, no, no, do not get a bye week after they travel to London. Instead, they take on the lowly New York Jets at Lambeau. That's essentially a bye week. Right, Rowdy?
7: That's tough luck for the Green Bay Packers. They're the
12: bye week's not the week Cause, fourteen because
7: normally you're going to hope for the bye week to either be before, or after you have to fly to London, preferably after. They got a week. They got a yeah, week till this. They, the, the they play the December. Patriots, who should be a good team before, and then the Jets after. Yeah. Now, no one's going to confuse the Jets with a good team, but a lot of people do like their draft, and you can't imagine they'd be much worse than last year.
12: Yes, correct. And then moving on from that, you have the Green Bay Packers. Once they come home. Uh, from London, the Giants at Lambeau. Then it's a three-game stretch on the road. That's a tough. That's tough coming from Lambeau. Then, uh, I'm sorry, come from London. Then Lambeau. Then Washington Commanders, Buffalo Bills. Then in Detroit against the Lions. That's a tough little stretch there of just travel. That kind of at least you're not flying too far from oh, whatever. And then Rowdy, you come home week ten. That's Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys coming to Lambeau. And then the Tennessee Titans for Thursday night football. This this scheduling is kind of tough, especially when you throw that London trip in there. Sunday night to Thursday night football or Sunday late afternoon to Thursday night football for the Packers. And then Ben Kenny. Will you be doing a little jaunt home November twenty seventh? The Packers going to Philadelphia to take on your Eagles. Fly, Eagles fly, baby. See if we can all make it somehow. Wouldn't that be nice? Stay at the Kenny Abode. What is the Kenny Abode like, by the way? Are we we're in this we're in the city, right? Does it like, have yeah. AC? An industry that feeds the world is definitely
1: an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report
0: with Pam Young. You bet your bippy we're talking about it. We're visiting with John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Uh, He is feeling better this week, and he's got a lot to discuss, not the least of which will be the latest uh, planting progress report. Also, the announcement over the weekend that India is going to hold back on the amount of wheat it shares with the world and uh, possibly some uh, trade disputes coming with Canada, all kinds of stuff. On his plate, I'm sure. Glad you're along with us. Today, weather wise, should be pretty manageable. Maybe more clouds than we had yesterday. 67 are expected high. Tomorrow morning, we could end up with a few showers, but pretty light by nature. 66. Thursday's high under mostly cloudy skies, 78. And Friday, more clouds and 71 degrees. I'm PM Yankee, by the way. Glad you're along with us. So today, 17th day of May. What can I tell you? Who do we have for birthdays today? Happy birthday to American sports broadcaster Jim Nance, and uh, actor, comedian, Scotland native Craig Ferguson celebrating a birthday today. And now you know our buddies from the Steffis Group, busy, busy, busy this week of May. Of course, you know how you can find out all the activity they've got going on. Go to their website, Steffes Group, that's S T E ffesgroup.com and I'll tell you what, aside from that fantastic website, don't forget to download their app. That will keep you connected with everything while you're bouncing around in the tractor. And as always, you can follow them on social media as well. Joining us again today, as usual, Ashley Hewn, who is our buddy that's trying to keep everything organized. I imagine you like the guy that spins plates, Ashley. You're just trying to keep them all going from one week to another. And boy, this week, You've got some big activity that a lot of people could be interested in.
10: Yeah, we really do. You know, there's 155 auctions at our website, and and those don't go down without having good people uh, to back you up and and take care of all that. And we really do have some good people within our group, so very thankful for that. Um, Again, yeah, we want to talk about a big auction that's coming up on Tuesday, the 24th. Um, it's part of a bankruptcy. There's a company called Pipeline that went through bankruptcy, and they own assets in a couple different countries. But we have five elevators that are left uh, to liquidate, and they're in three different states. And, and all of them can serve a little bit different purpose, but uh, they're all grain elevators. hmm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and that means that uh, depending on the size of your operation or your agribusiness, this could be a very unique opportunity. Uh, give me a little sense, Ashley, from what you know from the folks that have gone out scouting. Is this equipment in pretty good shape? I mean, every time you hear the phrase bankruptcy, I think get a little nervous. Give me what your gut reaction's been talking with staff that have evaluated these sites.
10: Yeah, th- this auction really breaks the mold of, of that that whole bankruptcy deal. I mean, if we look at the the track uh, number one in Bowels, North Dakota, uh, this facility was built in 2018, so it's relatively new. It's all concrete silos and and big, big facility. It's got a quarter million bushels of storage in it, all foot-form concrete, like I said. Um, Very late model stuff. Uh, The one in Moorhead, uh, a little bit older, uh, but right in the commerce part of town that one's got 400,000 bushels of storage again both of those are on a rail line and then hope minnesota same thing um big facility right on the rail there uh the one in hope they did a lot of organic uh soybeans and, mm-hmm. and whatnot there so that's what they focused on at that plant uh then there's one just south of there in ellendale and i would expect just a uh, somebody local, maybe a farmer to buy that one just for the storage. Or, you know, with all these storms, I hear all these bins down. Someone's going to scoop that up and move those bins off of that site possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then finally we've got one in Crystal, Iowa. Um, that facility is unique because it still has all the milling equipment in there. It's going to go with the plant. And, uh, they did a lot of protein with corn and beans and, all kinds of different things when it comes to milling for food grade. That's what they did at that plant.
0: Mm, man. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the website, Ashley, again, folks, remember that steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. How do you suggest that people find the specifics about those uh, properties, Ashley?
10: Yeah. So when you're on the website, um, you know, for any of our real estate auctions, we put together that buyer's prospectus book and, If you guys are bidding on any of that Buffalo County, you saw the big books. And what we did for these is we created a separate book for each of the elevators uh, with maps. And and it shows the flow through the plant, uh, where all the equipment is located and all that. So you can download that right off of our website. Just go to the information tab and... Uh, Click on one of the links, and it'll download
0: that for you. Boy, oh, boy, folks. I know that you're really distracted, plenty busy trying to take care of spring planting chores, but this is one of those rare opportunities where some of that unique, specialized equipment that you might have been Pining for is all available in one place. Ashley Hewan, along with us from the Steffes Group. Like we said, this is all about grain elevators, grain handling, grain storage and they've got it. Multiple locations around the upper Midwest. Like he said, international companies that are going to be engaged in this and it's all for a day next Tuesday. So please jump online, get the details today. Steffesgroup.com. S T E F F E S group. Dot com. You want to talk to somebody, get some more details, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. It'll be exciting to follow up with Ashley on this one. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877 301 farm that's eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy rural mutual insurance premiums paid here stay here to keep wisconsin strong text those rainfall reports to eight seven seven three zero one farm John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing up in just a moment. But first, we want to introduce you to another of our Alice in Dairyland finalists. We'll find out the identity of our next Alice in Dairyland this weekend. Stephanie Hoff's got another gal to consider.
9: The Alice in Dairyland finals will be held May 19th through the 21st in Dane County. The 75th Alice will begin her term on July 5th. One of those candidates is Courtney Moser. She aspires to share the story of Wisconsin agriculture. I've always had a great interest in the Alice in Dairyland program. I was named after the 50th Alice, Courtney Ott Booth. And so when I first learned why I was named Courtney and my parents knew Courtney Booth on a personal level as well as seeing her in the spotlight as Alice, I've always had a great interest in the important role that Alice plays in sharing the story of Wisconsin agriculture. So I've looked up to the Alice in Dairyland every year, getting to meet those ladies, hear their stories and their background in agriculture, but also to see the things that they learn and how they share those stories along the way. And Courtney, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Uh, How did your passion for agriculture begin? I grew up on my family's registered Holstein dairy farm, Dream Prairie Holsteins, in Westby, Wisconsin, which is over by La Crosse. So that's where I got my start, was right there on the farm with my parents, Carrie and Joy, and really getting to learn the hands-on life of what it looks like to milk cows and help feed calves and the day-to-day chores and the lifestyle of farmers. And then from there, continuing in agriculture, I... Went to Wartburg College, which is a non-agriculture school, and it's in Iowa, but it really gave me an opportunity to connect with those consumers who are further removed from agriculture and share my story. And so that was a really great way to continue um, sharing that story of agriculture and learning more and connecting with consumers and continues to drive my passion. I now work for a fudge company, and we use butter in all of our fudge. So it's really a unique experience being able to share how Wisconsin butter is used to create delicious and creamy fudge. What are some of those key skills then that you'll be taking with you from your A communications experience into your candidate experience? I've definitely learned a lot of skills and um, had a lot of experiences in the past years. And I'll certainly use those as moving forward as a top candidate for Alice in Dairyland and ideally to serve as the 75th Alice. It would be an absolute honor. So things like professionalism and poise and public speaking and connecting with consumers, hearing those other people's stories of agriculture and being able to share that and amplify the strength that Wisconsin agriculture plays in our economy and our day-to-day lives, in so many aspects around us. What are you most looking forward to from this uh, candidate experience? I'm really looking forward to connecting with the other top candidates and also the people that we get to meet along the way. We get to take various industry tours, so seeing different aspects of agriculture that I maybe haven't had the opportunity to dive into as much. So I'm looking forward to the new ways that I get to learn and grow and also be able to move forward sharing those experiences well into the future. That's Courtney Moser, one of the six top candidates for the 75th Alice in Dairyland position. You can learn more about the candidates and the Alice program at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Steph. Stephanie Hoff.
0: Thanks, Stephanie. Well, Wisconsin farmers took advantage of the weather. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, we've got 34% of our corn in the ground, 26% of our soybeans are planted. Some farmers commenting that they had never seen as much planting happen in a week as they did this last week. Markets in Overnight Electronic Trade this morning are a little bit softer. Right now, December corn's down eight, seven fifty-seven, November beans down seven and a half at fifteen oh four. July wheats down twenty-seven cents at twelve twenty. Barrel cheese yesterday was up two and a quarter at two forty-one and three quarters. Forty pound block cheese up five and three quarters cents, two thirty-six and a half double A butter. That was up three and a half at two seventy-four pound. What's happening in the marketplace? John Heinberg joining us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report
1: with Pam Yonke.
7: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Farm First Dairy Cooperative. Serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative. Member focused, member driven, member led. And from Equity Livestock Cooperative. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter.
3: United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists City county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty usdsa also offers college scholarships for the dependent children of law enforcement along with the citizen awareness program and thank you cards to law enforcement these are just some of the ways united states deputy sheriffs association assists america's law enforcement and the citizens they serve for more information about united states deputy sheriffs association or to see how you can help visit www.usdeputy.org united states deputy sheriffs association taking training to the next level, because lives are on the line. Let's ride bikes.
11: Let's ride bikes. Let's ride bikes. Let's ride
6: bikes. Let's ride bikes. Let's ride bikes. Let's, ride bikes. Let's ride
11: bikes. Nothing says summer in Madison like a family bike ride. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. I have four kids and a garage full of bikes, so I get it. That's why I make it easy by fixing all your bikes on the same day in your driveway. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com. And let's ride bikes.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Boy, and there has been a lot of dust flying across the state of Wisconsin. If you take a look at the latest uh, planting progress report, you'll see it. Let's talk about it. Uh, joining us this morning, John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Boy, in Wisconsin anyhow, uh, John, lots of progress. But then I stop and think about folks that have fallen victim to severe weather. And I've got to wonder, what did you see in the crop progress report?
5: Well, first off, nationally, we did see a big jump. We kind of anticipated we got up to the 49% planted mark on corn, 29 or 30% planted on beans. So big jump in that corn progress, but still one of the slowest in, in history at this time frame from the corn front. You know, to me, it's still looking at some of those key areas. Where are we seeing the slowdowns? You got North Dakota is still last year was 60% planted in this window or 59. There's still that 4%, you know, the northern tier states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, Michigan still in the 30%. Percent window well behind last year's pace. You know, so that's still something that's going to keep a close eye on this market, especially on the corn side of the equation, because we, you know, we're we trying to get to as many acres in as we possibly can, given that tight supply picture. And we're seeing the markets pull back a little bit today because of that big jump, and, uh, you know, weather forecast still sending favorable, uh, but, you know, progress is still behind. And that's still something that's going to keep this market a little bit edgy if anything were to bre- brew up again to possibly limit those yields.
0: Well, you talk about edgy wheat, major edgy yesterday hinged on news out of India, but also not real confident in the quality of the crop we've got out there.
5: Exactly. And this actually started on Thursday when that Wazdy report came out from the USDA, and they kind of had a big miss on global wheat stocks, according to expectations. They brought global wheat stocks down from uh, in 2022-23 by 12.7 million metric tons. Now, the key part of this is we got to take a look at what's available. Like, you take China out of the equation because they don't export any of their product. Exportable supplies from those countries is the fourth lowest totals ever in terms of stocks used, use, and the lowest basically since 2000. 2007, 2008, and obviously we saw what happened with prices then, pushing into the $13 handle. And then we got over the weekend, India came in, which was a country we were counting on seeing some export from. Not a, lot of, not a big exporter, but every bushel was going to count, and they were concerned about food prices, as well as the heat wave they've been dealing with, and they went and put an export ban in, and that just got prices jumping as we basically opened Sunday night, limit higher, held those gains through the day. Now we're getting some profit taking back today, so we'll have to watch how that market trades. But then in. In the U.S. equation. Crop pro, or crop ratings slipped a couple points again down in, in, in the Harvard Winter Wheat Belt, and that planting pace in the northern tier we just mentioned North Dakota for corn, it's still not there either for that spring wheat crop so there's a lot of things that have that wheat market extremely nervous right now and we saw that price reaction yesterday.
0: Speaking of price reaction, uh, despite the challenges that we've got as far as just getting the crop in the ground, I'm a little anxious about the stories that I'm hearing about diesel supplies. Already some concerns that the East Coast is going to see places running out of diesel. Boy, you know, I just don't see demand going down anywhere. John, what are you hearing?
5: Yeah, you kind of hit it right on the head right there. It's a combination of demand and lack of production or refinery capacity. And it's, it's causing some of these distillate supplies, you know, diesel, jet fuel, as well as on the gasoline side too. You know, you're looking at diesel supplies at 23, it's 23% below the five year pre-pandemic level. And we got some places in terms of actual stockpiles, like you mentioned, the East Coast, are looking at a 30 year low in terms of supplies, maybe up to three days of available supply on, on hand. You know, obviously the Russian, you know, oil and That tightened up some of those issues, the supply chain issues come into play. And then, like I said, that refinery capacity is just not there to get the supplies caught up, especially as the demand continues to increase going into the summer months. So with that, we continue to see diesel prices spike higher. And that's pulling those gasoline prices up as well because of that refinery capacity just not being there to get those supplies back up.
0: Market also talking about the potential for more sanctions against Russia that could compound that issue.
5: Yeah, and that's something we're watching what's happening in the European Union, talking about tightening up some of the oil sanctions again there as well. So, you know, that's bringing some lift into that oil market as we're trying to break through these last set of highs here. I still think we got more room in that crude oil market, unfortunately, to go back and possibly test those historical highs. You know, that's something we're going to be dealing with at the pump, whether it's gasoline or diesel, probably well into the summer months.
0: You know, and one other thing I just want to touch on, transportation, although the harvest is far down the road for Wisconsin, boy, that issue with the Railroad, and now you talk about diesel, that's something you can't lose sight on
5: Very much so, and it's going to be something that's going to be out there. You know, we talked about the fertilizer input costs, and now here comes a major input cost for our producers, obviously, you know, in diesel prices. And, and diesel really drives the, the industry in, in terms of trucking and the rail and in those situations. So, again, that demand's going to be there, and it's just going to take a long time to get those supplies up to speed because we just don't have the refining capacity in this country to get that product produced.
0: Boy, and we're learning that with infant formula too. That's all over the news today. Uh, what are people doing as far as risk protection in this situation, John? Anything?
5: You know, again, we're getting to that time of the year. I usually kind of talk about Father's Day as a window where we see the corn, grain markets kind of peak out. You know, now we're getting on the calendar where you know we got still great prices out there. If you're not making sales, you're uncomfortable with where your crop is, and you don't want to make those sales. Make sure we're getting some form of defense in because you know we're just a couple good weeks of weather away from the market. Maybe feeling very comfortable that we get a supply coming out there, and with the money flow, the way it moves, uh, like today, we're seeing stocks jump and grains come down. You know, things can come down very, very quickly even if maybe the fundamental picture hasn't totally changed.
0: Yeah. John Heinberg, along with us live this morning, is market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Remember their website, totalfarmmarketing.com, and the toll-free number to reach John or any of the staff, 800-334-9779. And again, tell them your direct email, John.
5: Again, that's John H. at TotalFarmMarketing.com.
0: All right, buddy. Excellent content. We'll catch up with you next week, I'm sure. We'll have a full sheet to discuss again.
5: Sounds great. Have a good week.
0: John Heinberg joining us live this morning from West Bend. Again, we'll have that podcast up for you at MidwestFarmReport.com shortly.